Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Pastors in politics, we're going to be talking about the intersection between faith and public policy on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me with this program today is Holly Mead and our very special guest, Pastor Tim Ginter. He is the pastor in Ohio of Church at the Center in Salem, Ohio. So welcome to Faith and Freedom, Pastor. Well, thank you. It's a joy and privilege to be with you today. You know, Pastor, I preach this often. The church is not being the church. That's the reason why you have all these issues. We're not being the light that God has called us to be. But you as a pastor are a great example of getting involved in these issues in the political scene. Now, how long have you been a pastor at Church of the Center? I've been a pastor at Church at the Center for 12 years, but I've been a pastor and in the ministry for 43 years total. Okay, how, so how has God shown you the importance of getting involved in political, which are really biblical, issues? Well, you know, I've always, in, in reviewing what I have preached down through the years, and it's interesting, I've kept hard copies of almost all of my messages, but <laughs> and so it, it amounts to quite a few files of messages, but... In looking back just recently at some of the messages I began to preach, even early on in the late 1970s, early 1980s, I discovered that I have always preached messages that have dealt with social issues. So with me personally, I did not see any line of distinction between, quote unquote, the gospel that leads individuals to faith in Christ and the gospel that intersects the world and intersects the world that we live in. But personally, in regards to my involvement personally in government and in politics, I began to be led by the Spirit of the Lord um, after a prayer conference in Colorado Springs on the way home. God began to speak to me about becoming involved um, in, in reinforcing and encouraging those who are leaders in the realm of government. And then through that, to my shock, um, akin to my call to preach. I have no other way to describe it other than that, and those that, that have sensed a call not only to preach, but a call to do something specific with their lives by God. Um, I began to sense this very strong call that I was to be involved in the realm of government. Initially, my knee-jerk reaction was, uh, like I suppose many pastors, my first the first words out of my mouth, were to the Lord, I'm, I can't do that. I'm a pastor. Right. <laughs> and then God, <laughs> and God systematically, through his spirit, uh, over the course of a few months, began to systematically destroy that argument. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking about a personal testimony here. And uh, God, through various ways and manners, began to show me that he was leading me in a new pathway a pathway that does not exclude the preaching of the gospel, but a pathway that includes it with also the opportunity to serve in the realm of government. And uh, God opened that door quite miraculously. Uh, I was elected in a very difficult race against an incumbent in 2014. 
God provided miraculous provision, more than I could have ever possibly imagined. And, um, and consequently, I entered the realm of government and began to wear two hats, or shall I say carry, mm. carry two swords, the sword of the Spirit <laughs> and the sword of government. You're, right. From your pulpit, you're, you're preaching about abortion, about marriage, about immigration, about the issues like that as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I, I, I do not see this. Um, you know, we, we have pastors, and I certainly have individuals that have challenged me from uh, other, other churches and other uh, involvement with other um, individuals that have told me that, you know, we are called basically to preach the gospel. But I do not see that the preaching of the gospel uh, eliminates um, our touching on those issues. In fact, I believe it necessitates that, that we are called to make disciples, not just converts, but disciples of, of those uh, to, not, to, to not just follow Christ, which is the priority and the, the preeminent discipleship, but also disciples that are prepared to give a reason for their hope and their stance in a world around them. And Amen. so that requires me as a pastor to prepare them as to what the Bible says regarding the issues of the day and in the world that my my parishioners and those that I am pastoring are living in. And I, I really don't see how I cannot do otwise. Pastor Tim, it is so refreshing to hear yes. you say this as a pastor and We're also celebrating an attorney. Here. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is what you're saying is so true, and I believe exactly the same that there is not this uh, dividing line between the gospel and getting involved in the political issues. And if you're not you worried about your taxes that and status. God is the creator, <laughs> and God not only gives us the first birth but the second birth then you cannot be yes. silent when it comes to the issue of abortion. You can't be silent when it comes to the issue of marriage and family and so many other things that are involved in what sometimes people call it the political realm. I don't think it's political. It's biblical. And what you're saying Absolutely. is exactly what Dr. Jerry Falwell told me all the way to the time that he took his last breath. And if you asked him, was he political, he would say no. He says, everything that I do, I do because I am a pastor. And it was a change in his life that ultimately made him realize mm -hmm. that there was an intersection between the gospel and social issues when Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973. So when you entered the realm of politics, you also rose to the ranks uh, of Speaker Pro Tem within the Ohio legislative body. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. In my last term, and in Ohio, we have term limits, and uh, you are allowed to serve eight years um, in each chamber. And in my last term, uh, I was elected by my peers as Speaker Pro Temp and served alongside and under my good friend, former Supreme Court Justice Bob Cup, hmm. who was speaker, serving as speaker at that time. So hmm. very honored to serve in that position. And um, uh, somewhat astonished uh, that a pastor uh, who really did not know much about the legislative process before mm -hmm. I was elected, um, you know, God's hand uh, was was gracious upon me and enabled me. And, and really, really, Matt, I, I really must tell you that I did not see people say other than, of course, I must add the legislative process, which can become quite detailed and laborious, as you well know. But other than learning that, 
I was serving people. It was yeah. so similar yeah. to serving to serve, the pastorate. Right. I, I was just serving people. Speaking of serving people, you have a big ballot initiative, issue one, that's coming up for vote, and it's a very radical pro-abortion ballot. Mm -hmm. If people vote yes on mm -hmm. that, you're going to have abortion through all nine months mm -hmm. of pregnancy plus funding and so many other things as well. And so you're involved in issue one yeah. as well. Tell us about that. Well, you, you've capsulized it very accurately. It is a it is literally a radical amendment. It is cleverly written uh, with deceptive language. Um, you as an attorney know that that um, smart attorneys can write legalese with in such a manner that the average individual, not not um, uh, apprised of the language, do not spot the loopholes that are in that language. And in issue one that's going to be coming to the ballot on November 7th in Ohio is a perfect example of that. Um, and if this is passed, yeah. Pastor okay. Tim, how, will, how could this possibly affect other states as well? Well, it's already so, as you well know, when the Supreme Court, um, through Dobb versus Jackson, um, overturned Roe versus Wade, uh, that, that turned it back, that flipped the decision on abortion back to the states where many believe it should have been to start with. Well, what happened then is Planned Parenthood and some of these radical groups uh, began to go to town and they, they started ballot initiatives in the states that allow ballot initiatives. Now, there are only 18 mm -hmm. states out of 50 that allow a, a citizen-driven ballot initiative, and Ohio being one. Mm -hmm. But this has already been in, introduced in six other states, yeah. uh, California, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Montana, and Vermont. And the sad reality is it lost in all six of those elections. So now they've set their sight. Planned Parenthood and their radical allies have set their sight on Ohio. They consider Ohio the bellwether state. Ohio is a yeah. red state, of course. And if they can take Ohio, they believe that the rest of the dominoes will begin to fall. And I realize I'm speaking to listeners in other states. And, and if I may say this, um, it, it could be that we have so much that's already on our plate. And there's maybe some listeners in other states that say, well, I, I'm sorry to hear that about Ohio, but really that I'm, they kind of check out at this point because we don't even have ballot initiatives in our state. But but I would say this, um, it is time for us to unify yeah. and recognize that what happens in the other states is coming to our state. It's coming it's by ballot initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Or by the legislature. Yeah. So yeah. vote, 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 exactly. biblical values. For more information, you can go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.